Welcome back. You're listening to the Alan Carter Show. I am Pei Chen. I'm filling in for Alan for the rest of the week, and I'm also filling in for Jeff. So I'll be sticking around with you until 3 p.m. today. Uh, unemployment in Canada has dropped, which sounds like great news, especially for those who've been looking for a job or perhaps just looking to、uh, switch jobs, wanting to see what the options are for them. So there's more jobs available, but A lot of employers are having trouble finding people to take these jobs. On the phone, I have Sarah McVanel, who is the Chief Recognition Officer and founder of Greatness Magnified. Sarah, so great to have you this afternoon. Thanks, Tay. Great to be here. So I keep hearing from、uh, a lot of people in different industries. Although the one that I, I guess, m- am most familiar with because of the work I do is the hospitality industry, for example. Uh, which took a huge hit during the pandemic, and now it's bouncing back because you know restaurants and and catering events, outdoor events, those are back.、Uh, so I'm just using this as an example. People are having a hard time finding labor, finding employees, and I know that this is across multiple industries. So what's going on? What has changed? Well, interestingly, so many of the trends we're seeing now are actually trends we saw before COVID. So this talent shortage is actually not new; it just has been exacerbated. And some of the things that we have seen in terms of increased expectations by employees in competition of how some employees have chosen to respond on the other side of this to the talent crisis, these are some of the things that. Seem like they're new trends. When in actual fact, we have always had a hard time attracting great people to some industries like hospitality, like healthcare. Now, I know that、um, people, they, a lot of people during the pandemic, I think, started to rethink their priorities、mm-hmm. in terms of,、yeah. you know, we often hear work-life balance, and people also.、Uh, Got to experience what it was like working from home, and that's not for everyone. Obviously, if you you know work in a store or have to be somewhere where you physically deal with、uh, customers, then that's not the case.、Mm-hmm. But for many people who had an office to go to,、uh, they were able to switch to working from home, and I think a lot of people started to like it. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the requests of the past are the trends of today. So it's not like people didn't want work-life balance before and flexible work and great colleagues and to be respected by their boss. They just now have had the opportunity to experience that. Perhaps they realize because there's so much in terms of opportunities for them, both within their industry as well as in switching industries. A lot more people are switching industries now. So. Any of these things that we're seeing, I think we get a chance to step back and say, "Hmm, what are people actually asking for?" Complaints are poorly worded requests, and so if we're not meeting people's needs, what actually are they saying they need, and how can we try to adapt rather than resist and say nobody wants to work, and you know, find sometimes some unhelpful、uh, excuses or labels even to very real trends. Now I know because we mentioned hospitality. What other industries have you noticed、um, are really having a difficult time finding employees? Yeah, some of the industries that we've always seen、uh, tech as we continue to to grow and build mobile apps and respond to our remote workplace, and so it's just it already took an already taxed industry 
and uh, and made the talent war for talent higher, which then also means that people who need those folks, such as the not-for-profit sector, it's harder to get those people. Um, of course, healthcare, sadly, so many of our providers are dealing with the strains and the stress of COVID, so post-traumatic uh, stress. They are not willing and or even perhaps able to work as many extra shifts. And of course, we had so many people who weren't able to graduate or not with the full skill set that they would have had they not had that stop and start of, of school. So that's part of what we're seeing is not just the lack of people currently in the roles. We also had a delay of, of trade-based and other applied-based programs graduating students feeling ready to enter the, enter the workforce. Um, our, our not-for-profit sector has always struggled, and so the human services industry, there's so many vacancies currently right now and not enough people to fill those roles. Any Really, us as Canadians, we need to look at all of the positions where it's going to take years to be able to get somebody from starting a position in their educational pursuit and graduate them and then be ready to be able to work independently. That's, I think, some of the areas we need to be looking at from a planning standpoint, not just sort of responding to the crisis of today. I think of um, like my parents' generation, for example, uh, and they were immigrants, and sometimes that comes with a different level of um, a different mentality. But in general, my parents' generation was very much like you just work really hard. You saved all your money. You worked really, really hard. And there was no mention of do you feel appreciated? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you get, you know – do you like the work? Do you get whatever benefits there might be? Because some of that was was assumed if you worked really hard, you just had a job that uh, would have you know some benefits, maybe some vacation. And when I talk to people, um, like I talk to, I don't know, millennials or or uh, young people that are you know a few years out of school, what's really important to them is like money is very important because it's important to everybody. But they will um, they'll make concessions because having time off, having flexibility, those suddenly become, they have a lot of weight as much as salary does now. So is there a shift now to looking at the quality of your employment versus the quantity in terms of compensation? Yeah, we actually are seeing in the data that people are up to three times more likely to give up uh, the same compensation, possibly even a little bit more in order to have flexibility We're seeing people are 10 times more likely to give up the compensation gains in order to have a respectful work environment that's free of instability and bullying. So that tells us that people are willing to put their mental and their physical health and also their lifestyle above money. Now, it seems perhaps contradictory given that inflation is on the rise and all you have to do is speak to one of those Mm -hmm. millennials to say how hard it is to afford a house. However... I think, hey, you and I can say, when we looked at our parents and they'd say, well, you got to work hard and put up with, I don't know about you, but I always thought, wait a minute, why do I have to be put up with having somebody treat me badly just to be able to make a paycheck? I remember thinking at the time, that's not right. I just accepted it because I had no other option. Mm -hmm. So now people have options and they should be taking them. Why should anybody work in an environment that's not healthy and respectful? Absolutely. And you and I know a lot of people uh, are in jobs or have some sort of employment that they feel they hope is temporary, may not be you know where they want to be for the long term. But for those who are in a position where they're looking for jobs and now they just kind of have 
uh, options, um, I have noticed a trend in in wanting to work for an employer or uh, having a boss that you like, feeling, like you said, respected, having some consideration for your, your personal life and your personal time. So uh, it's really interesting to see how these trends have changed. Uh, do you have one tip for, I guess, employers? Yes. Leverage recognition. Every single person in your organization can make people feel seen, heard, valued, and appreciated. It's the one thing every single employee needs, no matter what their tenure is, no matter how well they're performing. And you have an army of recruiters when you have people who love to work there. And recognition is fundamental to that. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you so much, Sarah. My pleasure. Thank that, you. That's Sarah McVannell. She's the Chief Recognition Officer and founder of Greatness Magnified. I'm Paige Chen, and you're listening to The Alan Carter Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.